Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online, so you can access it from anywhere in the world. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whenever it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist with no additional cost. With BetterHelp, you, got, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% of your first month at betterhelp.com slash how to survive society. That's better com slash how to survive society. Hello, survivors. This is your girl, Abby Ayola Williams, and you're now listening to How to Survive Society. How to Survive Society is a weekly podcast that features survivors. These are people that have been through the ringers in life. They've been through hell and back, but they choose to stay positive. They choose to win. They choose to thrive and they choose to survive. So let's get right into it. Hello, survivors. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of How to Survive Society. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is Todd Dudash. That's how you pronounce it in the Hungarian way. So I hope I pronounced that right. So we're going to talk about his life, his his childhood, his entrepreneurship, um, and his journey in life so far. So Todd, please, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Abby. I'm so happy to be here and hang out with you. and, and, And also this wonderful, beautiful lady on the front here as well. She looks exactly like you. <laughs> I know that's that's my picture. I usually just do audio because of the Wi-Fi and the technology. You know, sometimes when you do video and yeah. audio, it's like it messes you up. So I just do audio all the time because I'm just like it's so much easier and yeah. <laughs> whatever works, yeah. Whatever is a win-win situation. Sure, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, Todd, tell us about like your childhood and um where did you grow up where were you born um who are your parents how were they and stuff like that sure um uh how many weeks do you have for this i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) uh you know long story short i I think in the next several years as i become more uh well known and popular and somewhat famous or or whatnot, um, I'll probably come up with a bio- autobiography as well, and I'll talk about some of it, because um, by by no means have I had the worst childhood. I, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, you know, there's people in second and third world countries that grow up without any parents, any family, and, um, you know, so I, I've been blessed in a lot of ways, but I feel like I uh, God's prepared me because um, I ha- do have a faith in God, believe in God, and when I was a kid, I, even though I went through so much pain and suffering, um, I believe that I was meant to go through all these things so that the future generations of mine and my 
brothers, kids, and those grandkids that eventually I have, and great nieces and nephews. All the future generations won't have to. But um, yeah, I was born in Vancouver, BC, Canada. And, and you know where Canada is, right? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm Canadian myself. I'm in Ontario, so I know exactly where it is. I know, you're back, you're back east, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Vancouver's a, a beautiful place um, uh, to live. You know, it does rain a lot, but, you know, in the summer, it's a lot like Los Angeles. We've got beaches. We've got um, places to go uh, for hiking. Like we've got everything, water, mountains, beach, everything here. Um, but, um, you know, as a kid, I, I, um, I feel like um, if you look at the history of my family, you could count three generations of men on one side and three generations of men on the other side, um, six generations basically all together that were not very good. Um, you know, they cheated on their wives. They left their families. They abused their kids. I mean, you know, it just wasn't a very good. And I feel like, um, you know, I've gone through all the things I've gone through so that I'm the one that cuts that chain, if you know what I mean. That that chain link has to be cut so that the future generations can have a proper uh, upbringing and normal life, right? Um, but yeah, I uh, my parents were very young. They were around 21, 22, and they had me. Um, and they did the best they could, uh, but they didn't know a lot about raising kids. I think I raised myself most of the time. Um, I had two very, very wonderful grandmothers. Um, one was technically my great-grandmother on my mom's side, and one was my Hungarian grandmother on the other side. And they really taught me a lot, and they were just as close to me as my parents were, actually, maybe even closer because they had to babysit me and watch me while my parents worked and stuff like that. But um, to go back, um, when I was a little kid, uh, my family rented a house, and it was a fairly big house, and so there was a basement suite that was available. And uh, they didn't have a lot of knowledge, I think, about, um, you know, tenancy uh, forms and contracts and things of that nature. So they didn't actually uh, interview the family properly uh, that wound up uh, taking it. And uh, they were a family that had a lot of issues. And so uh, instead of the woman that was supposed to be babysitting me all the time, she would get her 13-year-old son to babysit me and watch me. And I was about four, five years old. And it was like living in hell. It was just so awful. I, I at one point, I just uh, wanted to die. I, it was so awful. It was, um, I mean, at the time, it was awful. Mm -hmm. You know, every other day being thrown down the stairs, I probably had several what? concussions as a five-year-old kid, black eyes, beaten, you know, threatened every other day, um, choked out with blankets and stuff like this. Crazy, what? crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Um, this, this boy was very, very damaged, uh, just, um, man. Um, and then at the end of it, uh, when we were finally, um, uh, when I was finally free from that, we were about to move. The mother actually had the gall to take me for this long walk, buy me some chocolate bar and basically try and bribe me with chocolate and say, you know, um, I hope you don't say anything to your parents about my son because he's got a lot of problems and it wouldn't be good for you to say anything about that and I thought what in the world even as a little kid I could tell she's 
the yeah, whole family is screwed up and manipulative. And mm-hmm. so anyways, um, yeah, it was awful at the time. And he almost did a, a lot of different things to me that thank God it didn't get that far, um, you know, with other bad things. But, you know, um, what I've uh, learned is that um, growing up, uh, when I grew up and became a man, um, I did a lot of, a lot of work on my mindset. Um, mm-hmm. I did a lot of, you know, uh, prayer and a lot of work on myself. And what I've ultimately learned is that we have to forgive everybody because forgiveness isn't just a power that we uh, have to, for other people, but it's for ourselves, you know, because mm-hmm. if you don't forgive somebody, that bitterness is going to reside in you and you can't move forward and grow. You know, you can't, hmm. you can't have a proper, proper relationship, you can't proper life. You can make yourself sick with emotions and things that you hold on to as well. So I learned that, um, that I really had to you know, forgive and, and that thing and pray for those people. Um, you know, and uh, even as a seven or eight year old, I almost lost my mother two or three times. Uh, one time to an infection, one time to cancer. Uh, I lost my best friend to cancer. Um, we almost lost my Hungarian grandmother because uh, a doctor accidentally OD'd her on medicine, if you can imagine that. Um, so, yeah, by the age of eight or nine years old, I, I had lived many tragedies and, and many uh, lifetimes to be quite honest with you. But that's one thing that I've learned is that, you know, the power of forgiveness is very, 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 well, it's very powerful and something that we have to do. If we want to live a normal life and move on, we have to do that. You know? mm. so, so did you end up yeah, telling was, your parents about what happened to you um, with the babysitter? I son? told them a little bit. I told them mm-hmm. a little bit and they could tell because I had black eyes and eyes, cuts yeah. on my face and, and all this. And then they're like, Oh, what happened? And I'm like, well, you know, he pushed me <laughs> and then and I basically kicked them out and they're going to call the police. And my dad f- almost fought with the father of the family mm-hmm. and stuff. But, um, you know, they were kids themselves. They really didn't know how to, um, and I don't, I don't blame them or anything. It's just they didn't really know how to raise kids at that time. They didn't, you know, you know. They yeah. say it's almost like you know when somebody doesn't isn't ready for kids, when they become mm-hmm. like a, a grandparent, it's easy because all they have to do is show love and and get gifts and spoil the kids. But um, some people yeah. just don't know how to do that. Um, but like I said, that's why I I feel like I've gone through that so that um, you know my kids all. You know, I'll be very protective and loving, and I'll be able to teach them all this uh, wisdom that I have that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. So, so do you currently have children? I don't. Uh, actually, technically, I do. Uh, I'm engaged, and um, I have a stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I'm going overseas to Africa, actually, to um, Acquire Bomb, Nigeria. If I oh, said nice. that right, I'm not sure. It's Aquaibom. 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 Yeah. So I'm getting down there in the next four to six months to uh, marry the girl of my dreams, and uh, she has a little five-year-old. So. Oh, that's nice. And then you're going to bring her to Vancouver? Is that where you live right now, or you live somewhere else? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm going to like, marry her there, and then we'll do like uh, you know the documents and stuff for her to come here. Um, and then uh, once a month or so, I go and visit my brother's family, him and mm -hmm. his wife. She's from the Philippines, and they have they've had three children in two years and eleven months. <laughs> <laughs> they so they're going to take a break time. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my but, gosh. Uh, yeah. Once but, a month I, I visit them you know, and love them and them. <laughs> yeah, that that's the best way to do it. Like a year or two years apart. It's like you just know you're in the baby making stage and then you have as many as you can <laughs> and then and then just raise them after. That's that's the easiest way to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I to be honest, I know it sounds crazy and and all that, but you know, even though I'm in my early 40s, um, I'm ready now to have you know family and kids and all that sort of thing. And probably in about a year, I'll be you know um, I'm scaling and building a copywriting business right now. Um, so my future bride is going to help me grow that company as well, which is very exciting and cool. And um, uh, I'd like to probably have four or five kids, maybe five or six, if we can. <laughs> well, it's possible because I have six right now, so it's very possible to do. Definitely. Wow! Holy moly, that's <laughs> a lot. When did you have them? I started when I was twenty-three. Up until now, like two years ago, so just. Wow, congratulations, years, that's apart. amazing. Thank you. So for, for the past 15 wow. years, I've been having kids pregnant, breastfeeding, pregnant, breastfeeding. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like another career. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a full-time job. It's, it's a career. It's a business. It's everything. You can think of management, project manager. Yeah. I mean... Everything you can think of, I, I, I can do because managing six children day to day. If you can juggle six kids, you can do absolutely anything. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely an asset to any company or any. I come from a small family, so I, I never had a, a, a large family. But you know, by the time I'm in my 60s, I'd love to have, you know, 10, 15, 20 kids around and, you know, maybe okay. seven or eight grown-up kids on both sides of the family. And, yeah. and I think that's the way me and my brother are going to go. We'll probably have at least three to five kids each. Um, you know, and twins that's runs cool. in our family. So we, <laughs> I tell my future bride there that she might wind up having twins or triplets at once. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Saves you the trip of trying one at a time, so... <laughs> It's yeah, and I I know in your and in, in where you're from in Nigeria apparently, as far as I understand when I was researching it, per capita in Nigeria they have the most twins Twin, in the entire yes. world apparently. Yeah. Yes, I, I I wonder why, but yeah, you're you're right. It's Nigerians are. That's pretty um, cool. We're pretty fertile, fertile. Oh, that's awesome so i wanted to ask you about your business so you said in order for you to get over your childhood problems you had to change your mindset so how did you do that like what tools did you use did you have a mentor 
Did you read books? Like, how did you get those? How did you change your mindset? Well, I um, uh, flash forward to uh, I was in my early 20s and, and I was around some um, friends of mine from from uh, my old high school that were around and we started hanging out. And I guess they were around some network marketing people. And um, you know, I was around that for a while and just kind of being around uh, some successful people, seeing how they act. Um, and then, of course, um, uh, some of them talking to me about reading. I thought, man, you know, reading is so boring sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I like books, but it's like, oh, man. But then I, I kind of had to change my attitude towards it. I started reading more and more. I loved it because, you know, when you're in school, you're forced to read certain things that you might not you know really be passionate about but when you're you know on your own and you get to choose you know for me it's autobiographies about um you know legendary sports or successful people and uh self-help so the first three books i read when my early 20s um uh were uh the magic of thinking big uh how to win friends and influence people and uh, think and grow rich and i read those uh fervently and um took out some key things out of there. And um, I got closer to God because I had a bad breakup at the time. So in my early days, 22 years old. And um, and then around 30 or so, I started uh, uh, learning about law of attraction. And uh, I always wondered why people had such a up and down life, like extreme high or extreme low, or, you know, you can't get throughout, through, through the week without having like, a yo-yo kind of a week, you know, and um, I started studying law of attraction principles. And, you know, I haven't had a single bad day in over 12 years. Not one. Wow. Even though That's I still have cool. my issues, I still have, you know, a couple of health issues I got to work on and not every moment is perfect, but I mm -hmm. kind of know how to utilize certain tools where, you know, if it doesn't start off the way I want it to, it's like mm -hmm. I can hit a reset button and utilize some tools. Uh, one of those tools is called EFT, and uh, mm -hmm. it's called Emotional Freedom Technique. Mm -hmm. And it's a very life-changing uh, thing. Um, in fact, I think it was about 20, 25 years ago, I heard they were using it for, um, uh, you know, some of the military that would come back that were really – um, disturbed and broken psychologically because they had post-traumatic stress syndrome, PTSD. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they, they can't sleep. They have to have the lights on. They have to stand in one spot for 30 minutes. I mean, so many horrible things because they can't shut off their mind. And so um, what EFT does is it takes, um, I think in Hindu culture, they call it the chakra points, right? You know, you have certain chakra points all over your body. Right. And so what you do is you do like a tapping with, you know, uh, three of your fingers and you tap uh, three times and you do a certain set of them on your chakras and you say something on the line of, um, I completely not only love myself, respect myself. And then you kind of throw in there what you're feeling. Even if you're feeling like garbage, you say that I'm, you know, I'm feeling frustrated over the situation even though I completely, utterly in love and respect myself. And you keep doing that. And then I kid you not, after seconds, after you finish this, within seconds, your whole state will change. 
like you're mm. completely different. You'll go to a different level. And if you if you're really going through something, you might have to do, you know, two, three, four sessions of it. But um, I, I was working in a call center many years ago, and so, you know, when you have fifty calls a day, and four of them are like, yes. "I hate you, I hate you, I leave my wife, I want to pay this phone bill, this is stupid, I hate you." <laughs> and of course, they'll use choice words that I can't say on here. Yeah. And um, so I would have to use that because, you know, you got 50 people yelling at you all day long. You have to use your mindset and, and change how you direct things. So eventually one of my tricks was, of course, EFT. I would go take a break and mute my phone, take a five-minute break and do EFT. Or I would uh, try and make a joke out of it. And so the guy mm -hmm. calls me about his phone bill and he's yelling and he's cursing at me calling me all these bad names. And once he's like tired himself out, I'll say something like, how did you know that was my middle name? And then <laughs> and then they start laughing and, and they calm down and they're like, okay, Todd, I was trying to be upset and mad at you, but it's not working. Okay, what can we do to fix this? Please help me. And then they, they calm right down, right? Because I yeah. kind of was able to redirect the energy right? Mm -hmm. um, just like if somebody's arguing with you, you know, there's two losers in every argument. I mean, there's just no point. No point in mm -hmm. yelling at somebody trying mm -hmm. to get your way. Um, uh, it's just, it just doesn't work very well. But if you um, can remain monotone while that other person has got their high-pitched voice, eventually it has to, they have to come down to yours. Mm -hmm. And then you can mm -hmm. redirect. <laughs> that, that makes sense. So let's talk about your business. So you said you started a copyright business, right, for coaches? Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, I was around uh, copywriting a couple of years ago, and um, I spent, like, thousands of dollars on a course. And, you know, at the end, I was kind of like, okay, well, what do I do? <laughs> so I would say I dabbled in it because I didn't really have any help. But, you know, doing this uh, type of thing, it's a very, very um, – it's not just words. It's, like, structure – it's everything. You have to learn a lot of components and it's a deep learning curve. And so the best thing is to have like a coach or a mentor. So um, I was a little uh, upset about wasting my money and all that. But uh, several months ago, I thought, you know, I could really uh, blow this up and, and build this thing if I have a proper guidance and coach. And so I bumped into this guy online, um, great human being. He's my mentor and coach. In fact, one of the things that he says that I love is that um, – you know, even if you can grow 1% a day, you know, 1% a day, you know, that's 365% in a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's sure. a great uh, expression. I, I've heard it somewhere. But um, anyway, so I started doing a program with him and um, uh, right from my clients right away and started getting prospects as soon as I started. Uh, you know, I've been doing it for about a month or so and I've had about two or three clients and some prospects and, um, and, and, and I really grew my mindset as well because I read every day. Um, I've almost, almost every day since November, I've read like six, seven books, um, you know, self-help stuff. And so I really had to grow my mindset a little bit more because, you know, when you're going through uh, building something at the beginning, as you know, as an entrepreneur, the hard part is the beginning part, right? Um, right. 
so uh but yeah i'm having a good time and it's an adventure and lots of dreams and goals um down the road i'd like to get you know different things going i want to teach uh online courses about um, how to save marriages and how to uh how parents can connect with their kids and because uh, there's a lot of broken um families in this world and a lot of sad things and you know um uh, we need to we need to uh if we if we're leaders we need to change that so okay. you know um even even affecting a billion people is one of my goals trying to change the lives of a billion people that's one of my dreams and goals <laughs> so that, that's amazing that's really amazing so before we go do you have any tips or uh, uh, for somebody that's going through a traumatic situation right now yeah, I uh well one would be if they have faith, of course, uh look to God, pray. Um that's one of the things I do. And uh they could look up emotional freedom technique, EFT. That's something that can definitely change their life for sure. Thank you so much, Todd, for coming on and sharing your story. And I'm happy that you're able to change your mindset and help yourself get get out of the situation that you were in. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Abby, for having me. Have a beautiful week and weekend. Enjoy yourself. Thank you so much, Abby. Thank you. Bless you. Big, big thank you to our guest for, um, for today. And if you would like to learn more about today's topic, please go on howtosurvivesociety.com. There you can get um, some life skills courses and some merchandise and um, contact me if you would like to be a guest on the show. So thank you so much for tuning in and have yourself a lovely day. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. So if you ever need help to start your own podcast, reach out to me. And then you know what you can do also? You know, you can follow the link in the show notes, in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that Hi sent you so you can get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan and you can also support the show that way. So yeah, so if you're looking to start your own podcast, reach out to me, follow the link under the notes show and you'll be able to sign up and get a $20 Amazon card. Yeah.